is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen. As always, it is Thursday, March 25th, and we are moving on to the Sweet 16. So, yes, sir. About, no, not just this Sweet 16, right? Fourth consecutive Sweet 16 in four years under two different head coaches. I mean, there's obviously a COVID year there with no, you know, no tournament. So it's technically fourth and five years, right? But still, just, I mean, I didn't look this up, obviously, which looking up stats, like official stats is for nerds. So we don't <laughs> actually do that. But I, this has got to be like the first time ever that that's happened under two different head coaches. I wouldn't be surprised. And I like I like the sound of four in a row much better than four out of five. So we'll just we'll we'll stick with four in a row makes it sound better. Four, four, I like that. And women's team, women's team is in there. Ooh. We're one. I think it's like uh, Michigan, Baylor, and I don't know who else, but they've got both men's and women's teams in the Sweet Sixteen right now. Love that. Shout out KBA. I was. I, I'll homie. say this about the women's team. I was worried about the women's team going into the tournament. They were playing not so great basketball, and, but KBA got it together. That was a, I mean, they they beat Tennessee, who's like unbelievable. They were a three seed. program. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, an incredible upset. game. Great, they, and they kind of smoked them. Yeah, and uh, but and they're like you know kind of a historic program in in women's basketball. So yeah, that was sweet. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's merch out there that says this. If you go to umissstore.com, we're a basketball school. Basketball. That's right. Barstool Sports was a little – they were a little late to that party, man. <laughs> you can get merch there too, but they don't have the banners like uh, like we got. Yeah. Now, basketball school, got to go Umish Tees, 530 them this. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah, we uh I know our our logo is way cooler but they just put basketball school on there, you know, so whatever. Um so but it is I mean it's pretty incredible for both Juwan and KBA. What I think is cool about that too is that they like seem pretty tight. Like I think they actually like get along really well which is you know, it's just different a lot of times I think that that's like a fake relationship between coaches on for a lot of teams out there and a lot of schools it's like uh you know oh i i'll go to one game a year their biggest game the the head you know basketball coach will uh for the men's just to like show face get your face on the big screen and stuff juan like literally goes to every one of their games it's pretty sweet so good for them it's pretty sweet to see that so um but yeah i so they be the women's team beat Tennessee on Monday or Tuesday. Um, Monday? Monday, maybe. I don't know. But no, they're... Tuesday, because Michigan men's, men played on Monday. So it could beat yeah, them on yeah. Tuesday. 
And now they both play on Saturday. So men's plays at three. Women's think, plays at five right away. Yeah. I think men's play on uh, Sunday. Right? Hold on. Don't be able to check our facts here. Three. I thought it was women at uh, five and men at uh, three. March 28th. I got women playing Saturday at three. Men playing Sunday at five. All right, yeah, you're right. You're right. Is that right? Okay. I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. I'm a fucking idiot, this guy. It's fine. Luckily, I'm a nerd, and I look up the I was just going to say, we don't do research. I just said it, so (laughs) this is what you get, people. Oh, man. No, I was betting women's basketball. I was watching that game. I bet on that game. What I bet Michigan, I think it was, uh, I think I got them at like minus 10 and a half when they were up by like 13 on a streak and they ended up winning by 15. So that was huge. And then, um, dude, I was betting women's basketball all day Tuesday. I got up. I got <laughs> You're up pretty degenerate. big. Oh yeah. I got up pretty big and I lost it all on a three team parlay that I put in last night. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to lose this, but I'm just going to do it for fun. And, uh, I cashed out whatever I put in prior to that. So I didn't lose any money. But I am uh, officially a degenerate gambler now, betting on women's basketball. Officially, so officially, soon, official. You know, you know how like you can be a gambler and like buy a horse for horse racing. Are you gonna like Shout buy a Mitch. women's basketball team and like manage one? <laughs> That'd be dope as hell. If I could afford it, I totally would. You, you just gotta go full degenerate, and that's where your winnings. Go. As long as I win, that'd be amazing. How how are your guys' brackets doing? Oh, I haven't, you, I haven't checked after the second round. I'm checking my. I was like, I know I'm fucked. I had Illinois winning it all. I had Illinois in one of mine for sure. Yeah, I think I had Illinois in the final four. So. At Ohio State going to, I think, the Elite Eight. They fucking lost early. I, I mean, my bracket's fucked. I gotta be pretty low on there. Ro, you were pretty high up for a second last time I checked. That? I think so. And Heather's? Mm hmm. Did you like my name on that one? What was yours? It was like Jawan greater than Izzo or something like that. Heather texted <laughs> me back. She's like, oh, cool name. Let me in. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, I'm 10th. I'm not doing too shabby. I'm better than I was. I was like 30th. Not bad. Jawan Izzo. That's you. Fifth place. Not too bad. I'm tied for 10th with uh, Kalen, Big Dickinson Energy. I'm not mad about that. I'm okay. I'm cool with 10th place. How many Moving people are on in that one? I think 30-some. Awesome. I'm fifth out of 30? I'm a fucking genius. Jesus, Dude. guys. Yeah, making yourself look Dude, real I don't smart. know why you're not. I don't know why this bracket's not on like DraftKings instead. Should be. Should be. Make yourself some money. Seriously. Seriously. Well, so all right, so we figured it out. Women's plays on Saturday, men's play on Sunday. I actually like that a lot because then like we it's a the women's you know are we we get them a win. The men the men's team gets some confidence you know and and then everybody's rolling. 
I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, um, I mean, I'm going to be watching women's on Saturday for sure. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. 3 p.m. game. That's happy hour. Baylor's big, though, man. Those girls are – they have some big girls on that team. That's a, That'll be a tough uh, tough matchup for Michigan. Brittany Griner doesn't have, like, a little sister that's on their team or something, right? Looks like she's got about four little sisters on that team. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I was looking at – I was just trying to look at the uh, – you know the bracket and look at what we're what we've got to deal with here. Um, so, you know, Sweet Sixteen. So, let's see. On um, does it start on the on Sunday? No, Saturday. Yeah, I think there's men's games starting um, Saturday. So Saturday we got Houston Syracuse. On Saturday we've got Loyola and Oregon State. That that bracket. What this? What is it? The what Midwest region? bracket. That region is fucked. Oh my god! <sighs> if Houston doesn't come out of that, like you're you're trash. There's a two seed versus an eleven seed and an eight seed versus a twelve seed. That kind of looks like Michigan's bracket from 2018, actually. Especially because Loyola is actually in it. <laughs> yeah, and dude. Houston's in it. Yeah. Oh shit. That's what was that? The Sweet true. 16 game or the? Round that of 32. The, that was the Saturday night. That was the round of 32. <laughs> what an incredible game that was. Go to the was. Sweet 16, I think. Fucking A. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I love that Loyola team, though. That fucking mustache guy. <laughs> he, I mean, he's like 40 years old, his mustache, and he's fucking <laughs> just car ramrod dropping 20 or 30 points a game. It's, I mean, it's that's just what March is all about, dude. Like, you fall in love with these mid-major teams that have guys that, like, if they weren't playing hoops, they'd be like, I don't know what, I don't know what they'd be doing. But no, right. Whether they'd be just de- drug dealers or, or, like, that guy for sure is like dealing pot and is on his mom's tables, but or Denny's or something, man. <laughs> oh man. And then what do, what do we got? Like, what what regions Oral Robertson? Who are they playing? So they play on Saturday as well. So that's Arkansas Oral Roberts on Saturday. Um, so that's a three versus a fifteen, and then that Baylor Villanova's that day as well. So Ooh. I feel like Baylor Nova will be a good game. Yeah, I mean Gillespie's still out for yeah. like he's torn ACL forever, not forever, but definitely <laughs> gone forever. <laughs> Aaron Hernandez gone forever. <laughs> but, oh, dude, Baylor's good. Stuff. Like Baylor yeah, dominated. They're no joke. They like initially when they were coming into March Madness, I was like, I don't know, we'll see how Baylor turns out. And I actually like watched them play for the first time this season, and uh, I was like, damn, they're fucking good. Yeah. Um. I think Arkansas is kind of the same way. Like, they're pretty damn good, too. Um, they are. They're hit or miss, though, I feel like. Yeah, they have some flaws. Like, Baylor, I feel like, doesn't. Baylor and Gonzaga, they don't have flaws. No, they're fucking good. But Arkansas definitely has some flaws. I mean, dude, this bracket is actually so nuts. Um, I I don't know. Is this, like, are we overreact, reacting like this kind of happens every year? Or is this one of those brackets that's, like, one every 10 years because we've got out of the 16 teams in the sweet 16, we've got a, a 15 seed. We've got a 12 seed. We got two 11 seeds. 
we got a seven seed or we an eight seed, a seven seed, and a six seed. And then one, two, two fives, a four, and three ones. I think it's pretty rare, man. I mean, what did they say? They said before Oral Roberts, who was the last 15 seed to go to a Sweet 16? I think it was like 2010. Yeah, it was a long time ago, I think. Man, that's a fucking decade ago. I don't know if you remember, but Middle Tennessee State did beat Michigan State as a two seed. They did. They did. They didn't make it past anything else, though, but that was a great (laughs) thing for me. That were my uh, Blue Raiders. Gotta get our jabs in while we can, baby. Have to, have to. They're watching from home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Smarties. Sucks to suck, man. Sorry. And and to top it all off, that uh, Enoch Bakoye or whatever his name is just Mm -hmm. committed to Arizona State. Hey, now they know how we feel. I know. That one was like, that came full circle after Josh Christopher, and I was just like, all right. I feel a little bit validated now. I feel like now we just need Imani Bates news to come out that he's going to the G League because, I mean, he's going to the fucking G League. And then Izzo's just like, I'm out. I'm gone. 100%. 100%. I, I like, I, usually I'm like, Izzo will figure, like, this is, this kind of shit happens and Izzo figures, like, figures it all out somehow, puts it together. And I still think he can next year for sure, but doesn't it just feel a little bit different? It feels a little more severe. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 been a weird year. I could, I mean, I could either see them kind of tanking or just doing what Sparty normally does, and they have a good, they just v- remain fine. But we'll see. Who knows, man? I don't know. I don't, I don't love any of their young guys, really. Was Rocket Watts coming back? He had a tough year anyway. Like he didn't play great. People said rumors that he was transferring just start just came out today. Oh wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. They still got a good class. Aikens is a stud that's coming in, so they still got a good class. Yeah. So it's not like they got scrubs coming in. I, I, I would bet that their young guys, like the freshmen coming in, will actually play. But no, I mean, it's got to be a top ten class for them, right? Top five. Yeah, it's good. It's still good even without Imani. And and if Imani comes, then that changes everything. You know, that that's still on the table. Because. Mm-hmm. So, all right, enough talking about MSU. They're out of the fucking tournament. They're irrelevant at this point. True. Um, but I would I want to ask you guys this. So, out of those, out of these Sweet 16 teams, let's say from a six and above, who is most likely to win? 16 and above in the Sweet 16. So, that leaves... USC, Oregon, Oral Roberts, Loyola, Oregon State, UCLA, and Syracuse. Who's most likely to win this round? Yeah, who's who's most likely to move on? Fucking Loyola. Or, or even, or maybe a question is, will we see any of those people move on? Obviously, Loyola and Oregon State play It'll each other, right? But, I think Loyola is going to take that game, and, I, and I'm confident enough to say Oral Roberts, man. That Ace kid, man, if he's hot, he's the leading scorer in Division One basketball. I mean, anything can happen. You know, I mean, Arkansas is a good team. I feel like they're hit or miss sometimes, so there's always an opportunity. And same with Ohio State. They're kind of the same way. They're hit or miss. Either they're really good or 
they just looked kind of lost out there. And I know they were playing without uh, what's his nuts, but I don't know. I like that Oral Roberts team, man. They're fun to root for. I kind of like that um, uh, Oregon. That's kind of a team that just seems like it's getting hot at the right time. I know they got a rematch against USC, which uh, for a second I totally Pac-12. blew right. And I was like, wait a second. That's a Pac-12 rematch. Yeah. So I would like to see how that game turns out. I'm not going to bet on it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that's a team that if they're getting hot at the right time, which it seems like they are, they could go forward. Yeah, I, and it's kind of weird. Well, they didn't uh, They didn't have to play that first game, you know, because VCU had COVID. So, oh, right, yeah. So then you, you know, that definitely is a big advantage. I, I, I don't know. Is it, it's kind of an advantage, kind of a disadvantage. I get it. Like you want to be able to, um, get out there and shoot a little bit and get your legs under you, but not having to play two games in three days, definitely an advantage in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Trying to look up what you, what was the USC and Oregon, um, result. Uh, um, they lost. In- Who lost? Um, Oregon. Ah. I'm putting in a parlay right now with the 1208 I have remaining in <laughs> my uh, barstool account. Dude, they got smoked by or Oregon smoked them. Oregon Wait, smoked no. USC? No, USC smoked oh. Oregon. What's what I got? I got Loyola Chicago beating Oregon State. I got Baylor over Nova. Got Oral Roberts over Arkansas. Syracuse over Houston. Gonzaga over Creighton, Michigan over Florida State, UCLA over Bama, and then Oregon over USC. I'm gonna wager twelve oh eight to possibly win to possibly win four thousand one hundred and ninety eight dollars and eighty nine cents. Yeah. And we're locked in. All right. Live hope for the best. Love it. Let's hope for the best here. Proof. Proof, there you go. There it is. There you go. That'd be amazing. All right. Love it. Love it. So, all right. I mean, I just, I, I agree with you, Kalen, because, or, I mean, when you're in the tournament, if you can score 95 points, I mean, you could, if you get, just get that hot, it doesn't matter if you don't play defense. You just, yeah, you've got a chance. Will. Yeah. But I will say, Iowa, hey, hey, Fran McCaffrey, would you like to teach some defense at some point? Like, has it not burned you enough yet? My God, you're giving up 95 points to a seven seed out of the Pac-12. Although the Pac-12 is kind of killing it. Bill Walton. They are. I mean, Bill Walton is in his heyday right now. He's in fucking heaven. Oh, yeah. 100%. So we we got to talk about we do have to talk about Michigan beating uh, whoever the fuck they just beat who they beat in the round of thirty two. Um, they're so far was, behind us. <laughs> why'd you do this to us? <laughs> uh, LSU. We'll LSU. Wait. Yes. Can we talk about Shondi Brown, and Eli Brooks, twenty one points each? Holy fuck! I was yeah, I was gonna get to it, but here we go. Let's go into it. If we, <laughs> I mean. That was about as gritty of a win as you could ever imagine, right? Oh, man, I fucking loved it. 
I was nervous as hell in the beginning because LSU came out hot, hitting shots. Michigan looked kind of rough. And then that that end that streak to end the first half, man, I was so fucking hyped. So hyped for that. It was, I mean, it was, that game I thought was very similar to what they did earlier in the year where before, um, like, before COVID and, you know, when they were kind of rolling earlier in the year where when people didn't, uh, when let's say livers didn't show up, like, and frauds didn't have a good game, these other guys stepped up, right? Like, it was one of those things where, that's what was kind of amazing about them earlier this in the season was like it was like when one guy would have a bad game, it would automatically elevate somebody else and they would pick up like perfectly. And that's mm-hmm. what Sean D and Eli did. And I mean Eli looks like I mean, he's just gonna keep shooting as many times as he can. Let him. Dude, he's playing, he he is playing the best he has of his entire career right now, and that's perfect. Can't ask for any more than that. And if Shondi can stay hot, I mean, what, there's, you know, best case scenario, one, two, three, four more games. If Shondi can stay hot for four games, Eli can keep playing as best of his abilities for four more games. Franz is going to have at least a couple good games in there somewhere. And Dickinson's going to have a couple good games, too. I mean, Michigan still has a chance, man. I, I was nervous at first, but the, that, that most recent game really, you know, kind of – Made me feel a lot more comfortable and gave me a little more excitement for the rest of the tournament, seeing other guys step up. Brandon Johns, too. Brandon Johns had a solid game. Dude, I love that. I mean, yeah, I, there were a couple moments where I was starting to get a little bit worried here and there, but, um, gosh, I can't remember exactly maybe like two-minute mark in the second half when Shawnee hit that three uh, to go ahead. I was like, okay, like, have yourself a game, kid. That was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I just – I agree with you, Jack, because I think that if you can dig down deep, like, it doesn't matter. Here's how Michigan played that game. It wasn't, like – it wasn't flawless at all. Right? Not at all. It, it, it was – they dug down deep. They figured out a way, and they – and from Juwan Howard and Phil Martelli in this coaching staff's perspective, too – I thought they played an unbelievable game, not played, they coached an unbelievable game to say that they um, did, you know, they made adjustments after it was very obvious what LSU was trying to do. Um, and not, I, I mean, they had a, a, I thought LSU came out and had a pretty good game plan in the beginning, um, but they basically like rolled the ball out and they were just like, we are pretty damn athletic and we can score. And we have these two dudes that are unbelievable, and we're going to go at you. I, I mean, was it just me that I was like I – know, I know the announcer kept saying it about, like, they're, like, the second-best team of floaters in the country, but I'm like, <laughs> dear God, they make every floater. And it looked like – it was just like – I'm like, what is going on? It's an incredible shot to have in your repertoire, man. John Howard, they're about to be working on that this offseason. Phil Martelli, I'm about to see him in uh, over in the Celine condos working on his floater <laughs> game. Dude, some of those threes they shot too. Some of those were deep. Yeah, dude, they were they were hot in the first half. I, I was looking at uh, I don't remember what it was. Ah, I think it was like the big the big show or um, Sports Center. I was watching this morning and. Uh, 
it showed like they were like four of nine from three in the first 17 minutes of the game. And I think the last 23, they were like two of 17. And that might be exaggerated, but it was, it was something along those lines where, like, I mean, the defense for Michigan just stepped up and it was insane. Because I think we were, it was Michigan minus six in the first 17 minutes and they were plus 17 in the last 23. That sounds wow. right to me, but I mean, incredible turnaround. I, yeah, I chalked that up to coaching in my head 100%. to say you're going to make great adjustments at halftime. Um, they identified the problem. I also just chalked that up to Michigan being like, you, we're not going to fucking let this happen, right? Like, these guys are like, they. that's where I also have confidence in this team. And knock on wood, because, like, I don't know, you just feel like sometimes when you have that uh, that type of a game – this next one, I know it's the tournament, but this next one where it's like people were worried about LSU, not as worried about Florida State. And that's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no such, such thing as a trap game in the NCAA tournament, but you still get that feeling. Right. Well, and then and then also, I mean, can we talk about Mike Smith? Probably the worst game of his, I mean, Michigan career for sure. Maybe even his college career. I promise you it's not going to happen again. There's no yeah. way. I think he's going to have a huge game against Florida State. Somehow in a what they end up winning by eight. Somehow in an eight point game, he was eight point win. He was minus ten. That's hard to wild. do. It's wild. It's so, wild. I mean, did, did, are you looking at stats right now? Yeah. How many turnovers did he have? He had four turnovers. That's probably the most he's had all year. Yeah. And a lot so, of them were like second half. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I remember Patty, dude, Patty texted me. He's like, dude, Mike Smith, if we lose this game, it's going to be because Mike Smith, you know, cost, cost Michigan the game. And he was, I mean, the plays that he was making at the end of the game, were just, I mean, it was tough. He was airballing shots. I mean, he's had a rough game and I don't want to like kill the kid for it. But I, but I think because of that, he's going to have such a great game against Florida state. And I, I'm pumped, man. I think he, I think he's going to fucking ball out and I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, Smart and Thomas for LSU, they both went 10 Fuck for smart. 23. God, I hate that guy. They, His haircut's How about that? Awful. They both went 10 for 23. Um, and, God, you know what pissed me off the most about that game? Fucking free throws, man. The LSU almost won by getting to the line, like, half the time down the floor. Yeah. So stupid. That's what cost me yesterday. I was betting on uh, who's a betting on one of the women's games, but they kept missing their free throws, man. I needed to win by five, and they just kept missing free throws. Lost me money. That's crazy. So, so they were both. So those two guys were both ten for twenty-three. So that means that they had, you know, what what combined forty-six, forty-six shots combined. They they only put up sixty-nine field goals. They only put up 69 shots. So those two guys combined for 46 of their 69 field goals. That's That's crazy. wild. Literally two-thirds of their fucking shots. That's That's, insane. That's wild, dude. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a really good win. I I mean, so I was in the the airport getting ready to fly out. I'm, like, pacing, literally pacing around the thing (laughs) while people are boarding during that last, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> like, people are staring at me. Like, Who's this fucking fuck wacko? Problem. I'm just like staring Fucking up. air marshal about to tackle your ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. man. But, 
uh, it was like perfect timing. We got uh, we got the raid out. We yeah. you know, right before I took off. The memes were good. It was. It was oh man, so, that's all that matters. Exactly. So let's look. I mean, let's look ahead a little bit to uh, to uh, this weekend. Then um, we'll we'll do a little preview against Florida State. So I mean, we already did a little bit, but Florida State has. What did you say about them, Jack? Well, from the game, I've only I only saw them beat Virginia, and Virginia fucking sucks. We all know that now. Um, but they're big, athletic, and they can run. So I mean, that's I feel like if Michigan is missing shots, you know, losing the turnover battle, I feel like they're gonna Florida State will kind of kill us in transition. So that's that's what I'm worried about more than anything. Because if we're kind of fucking up and, you know, giving them the ball, I think it's going to be Florida State's game. Yeah, um, I just th- I mean, I think they're playing pretty well right now. Uh, I thought Colorado was a pretty damn good team. So, yeah. um, But I, here's what I'll say, too. Georgetown should not have made it in the tournament. They were, like, 500. They won the Big East tournament. They were 500 all year, though. Like, I know, like, they – I, you know what I mean? Like they would never have gotten an at, at large bid if they no. if they didn't win the tournament. I know I picked them to win that game too. I was like well, five twelve. They hot. really should have been like they honestly they should have sucked. been like a fourteen or fifteen seed. They should never have been a twelve. So Colorado beat the fucking rocks off them because they just like oh, killed them. Yeah, and um, but then Florida State kicked the shit out of Colorado. So I don't know, man. It's I I think this is just like. But then Florida State only beat UNC Greensboro by 10. They're just a streaky team because you go back and look at their at their schedule um, for Florida State, and they, they lost to UCF, who Michigan beat really easily earlier in the year. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Georgia Tech twice. They lost to North Carolina, and North Carolina's maybe worst year in the history of their program. Uh, you know, like – they, but then they also had some good wins. They beat Florida. Um, let's. I'm going trying to go back to it. I don't know. They're just like this team that is. They can get hot because they try to just run the floor. They they try mm-hmm. so so hard to just get out there and run that like sometimes that works really really well, you know. But then sometimes that is like if they don't if they don't shoot well. Then, what do you? That's your only chance, you know. So, yeah, um, I mean they they got to play good D, right? Like they got to they got to play good D and run down the court, and that's that's how I see Florida State winning. If Michigan plays well, they play smart, get good shots, pass the ball around to the open guy. I think I think we're golden, but it'll be another tough game, man. I mean, obviously it's March. Every game's tough. We'll see. Oh yeah, they went to they beat Indiana by two in OT, dude. I. I I don't want to like discount this team, but I don't think they're a good team. Like outside of Florida, who was what a seven seed, that they're they don't have any good wins. Who did they beat so far? They beat Colorado. They UNC, beat the UNC Greensboro. They lost. I mean, they beat. They lost to Georgia Tech in the ACC tournament, dude. In the second round. How is Georgia Tech a bad team? I thought they were solid. They're in the tournament, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, all I'm saying is, this, let me go through. Let me go through Florida State's wins. North Florida, or yeah, Florida State, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Florida State's wins. <laughs> North Florida, Indiana in OT by two. Florida, they did beat Georgia Tech, so they played Georgia Tech three times, which is kind of weird. But they lost two out of three. Lost to UCF, beat Gardner Webb. Gardner White. No. Is that Always a sale. Team? Yeah. <laughs> Playing in the warehouse, dude. <laughs> NC State, North Carolina, Louisville, who's bad this Well, were they? Are they, they bad this like, No, they were pretty solid, actually. I think they were decent. That, that's probably their best win. Clemson, Miami. Clemson's Wake not Forest, bad. Clemson's Virginia. decent. Virginia's Virginia fucking sucks. Team. Yeah, Pitt, most overrated team of fucking all time. Pitt, Miami, Boston College, North Carolina, and then UNC Greensboro and Colorado. Like they have like two, maybe three good wins all year. Is all is what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know how they got to be a four seed. What's their record? Eighteen and six. I mean, it's not bad. That's well, a solid think, record. Yeah, who who won the ACC tournament? That's a good question. Was it Florida State? Might have been. No, because they lost to uh, they lost Clem- to Clemson. Oh, maybe? right, right, right. Um, yeah, who the fuck won the ACC tournament? They're obviously 15, wasn't Duke or UNC. They're fifteen and one at home, and then two and four on the road. Yikes. Encouraging. Hey, Kalen. It's good to see your face, Kalen. Yeah, I'm I'm back. I love I love when you <laughs> surprise us. You're like, oh, I'm gonna pop on. <laughs> like 40 <laughs> makes minutes. Me happy. Makes me happy. Makes <laughs> me happy. Oh shit. Um. Virginia, dude. Your are team. Fucking Virginia, dude. <laughs> Virginia beat Syracuse. The fighting Jim Bayheims conference. They were really a trash. Con- it's kind of crazy, like because without UNC and Duke, that 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 conference is trash. Normally, right? I mean, how many how many ACC teams are still in the um, March Madness tournament? They got Syracuse, Florida State. Anybody else still left in there? No. Already better than Big Ten. So. Yeah, already better yeah, Big Ten. Yeah, we can't really talk shit on conferences <laughs> right now. I know, right? Fucking <laughs> well, everybody else that, fucking destroyed like, it. Let, let's talk about that. It, why? Why? <laughs> I mean, this. I. I mean, I don't think this Big Ten like season was a fluke. These teams were legit. Like there was a good. time when I thought Iowa was the best team in the country, and then there was a time when I thought Ohio State was the best team in the country. And there was obviously many times I thought Michigan was the best team in the country. You know, like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Then you add, like, Purdue is pretty good. And, um, you know. Illinois. Like, all these teams. Illinois. at the Yeah, I don't think anybody saw Illinois fucking losing in the second round. We all said it. We were like, Illinois is going to win this fucking thing. Because who's going to stop Io? Who's going to stop Kofi? And right. then 
two days later. See ya. Yes, some randoms. Yeah. Yeah, fucking <laughs> It's just, I don't know, like, I don't know. I just don't think it was, like, a true fluke or anything like that. But, like, Loyola? They got run out by Loyola from their own freaking state? Come on, man. So, I don't I don't know. What What is your guys' take on that? Is that, like, is that a factor? Does that mean that the Big Ten was actually bad? Or was that, like, just, like, uh, you know, March happens? And is it the same with the Pac-12? Is it, like... Was the Pac-12 actually good, even though we all thought they were shit all year? Or was it like, eh, March, just shit happens? I think for the Big Ten, fuck, man, I don't know. I want to say I think for the Big Ten, it's just kind of shit happens, like, in March. But the Pac-12, they could have just been beating up on each other all season, and they come into the fucking tournament, and they just destroy it. Yeah, I think it's just March happens, right? Like, you, yeah... Illinois looked good, but once you roll Sister Jean out there, like, mm-hmm. you know, you sprinkle the March fairy dust on all the teams, like, who knows? Never never bet against Sister Jean, especially on a Sunday. <laughs> I, I did tweet this one out. I thought this was a pretty good one. That when Ariana Grande wrote God is a woman, she was obviously talking about <laughs> Sister Jean. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man, <laughs> fucking genius! I was tweeting, I was tweeting that one like giggling to myself already. That's <laughs> I was typing it. <laughs> were you at the airport going yeah. from like frantically crazy to just like giggling to yourself? People thought you were a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> my head's been down, like buried in my phone the entire time. <laughs> I haven't spoken to, I haven't even like made eye contact with anybody. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. So, um. All right, what's what's uh what's let's see outside of the Michigan game, I would think the the top two uh, games in the bracket I that I'm looking at outside of Michigan game are definitely Gonzaga, Creighton, and Baylor, Villanova. Agreed. I'm gonna say Baylor, Villanova, and then Oral Roberts, Arkansas. All right, Kalen. Yeah, and then I, I we kind of touched on it earlier. I, I'm into that USC Oregon game. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Gonzaga's just gonna run everybody out of the fucking gym, dude. If they ever had a chance at at like actually doing this thing, this has got to be it, right? Like it's if they're they, so fucking good. If they don't win a national championship, I think that's gonna be one of the biggest letdowns in all of sports. I mean, college <laughs> basketball specifically. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. They they're undefeated, right? Like they they haven't even come close to getting beat really all year. And I mean, I think the closest game was maybe BYU, and I mean, I think they still won by like eight. Yeah, I think Iowa Matt held them close. I think yeah, yeah, Matt Harms, dude, fucking went to BYU. It was so weird for him to go to BYU. Yeah. Now Tell has me con- why you'd go to Purdue and then transfer and sign up to not have sex at BYU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BYU is just like Concordia. <laughs> <laughs> we did have to sign away. I, I promise no, I'll not have sexual Jack. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Do you think? Oh, that was. And they're why. probably all degenerates, just like us. 
And probably what it is. Like, yeah, yeah, we're a, we're a, you know, religious school. Then you go there. They're one of the biggest party schools in the fucking country. Probably. <sighs> they just keep it under wraps. That's a good idea. We're, we're going blue by 90 undercover college visit to BYU. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. I was just in Utah. You were there, basically. Yeah, pretty much. There Report. are a lot of Mormons out there, and Mormons are—they're a different breed. I'll say that. Different crowd, that's for sure. That's for sure. Can't have sex till you're married, but then you can have like 35 wives. I mean, I'd be like—I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. If you're a gambler, you might take that deal. Maybe at that yeah. point it's worth it, you know? You get 35 wives, maybe it's worth it at that time to hold out. I don't know. It's basically just flipping, like, a lot of what marriage is at, for a lot of people, where yeah. they have a lot of fun up until marriage, and then once they get married, it's like, you're never going to have fun again for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're very excited for your wedding next year, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I can see. As, as I'm literally <laughs> planning a wedding right now. <laughs> Already yeah. regretting this. Shit. Oh, I got a lot man. of time to, to think about this still. We're good. You still got time to back out. <laughs> you don't. Hey. You, you don't. I don't. I'm locked up, man. I got I got no choice. You got, Shouts, you're locked out. Up. Shouts out to all our Mormon listeners, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! If you have any gracious out there, please call in. Please do something. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, Enlighten us on uh, on the Mormon culture. On soaking. Do you guys know what soaking is? I have no, no. idea what that is. Sounds erotic. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, so we're gonna go down a little rabbit hole right now. So please. If you have any Ooh, children perfect. around? You know, mu- earmuffs. <laughs> So soaking is what Mormons do to avoid, like, or to like, kind of get, go around the whole no sex thing, where apparently you just put it in and just sit there. Okay, that's what I was gonna assume it was. <laughs> you don't move. You don't. There's nothing. You just soak it up. <laughs> oh man, that just is like the biggest tease of all time. <laughs> That sounds awful. Well, I, I'd rather you know, not. I'd just rather not. I, <laughs> like, I don't want to soak. Oh, man. Like, the, <laughs> that's amazing. That's, there's no I it's a thing. And I love that once you said it, I was like, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> oh, Dude, God, I had no incredible. clue. I thought you were going to tell me you get in like a bathtub or something. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Like, this could be like one of three things. Either you just like put it in, you just sit there. But I'm like, that's kind of, that's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> Or you're like hanging out in a fucking hot tub getting a hand job or something else. Like if you do it in a hot tub underwater, it doesn't count. I mean that's that's incredible. There was that's that's the ultimate test of like fucking I mean saying I'm just saying That's love. That's love. Jesus man. Fucking I I'm just saying though, like I'm thinking of back to to um pre-virginity at least oh. you had dry humping There's i some motion there i shouldn't say this i don't know all right we, you I'm know hearing we're, we're, we're off the rails we're, <laughs> we're off so the rails. off the rails so off the rails i love I the sports podcast <laughs> <laughs> fucking soaking that's incredible i can't wait till somebody pulls that clip 
So I'm just thinking pre-virginity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to start talking to everybody about soaking now. All right. All Have right. you heard? Bring it back. We got to reel it in. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> All right. So how do we get there? We went to – we went from – Matt Harms. Well, how do we get to BYU? Oh, we went from Gonzaga BYU, to Gonzaga. BYU yeah, yeah, yeah. to Mormon to soaking. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a rabbit hole right there. That's yeah, hell of a tangent. I like it. Yeah. Um, I also here's one game that I am kind of intrigued on, and there's I have an ulterior motive here for sure, but it's Alabama UCLA. Solely I UCLA. because every Spartan fan out there has they to be watching that, that game. Yep. Like, oh my god, if we don't completely fuck up against UCLA. We're in the Sweet 16 easy, and like, and then you just never know what happens in the Sweet 16, right? Especially with with a team like Izzo and you know an MSU. So, well, my my buddy uh, Justin Ani, he bet yeah. or he put um, he filled out a bracket with it was the winner of that first four game to go, I think, to go on to win it just for like fun. So he's like, yeah, fuck, I hope. Uh, I hope UCLA goes on and goes deep into the tournament because I picked that first four winner to go on and go deep, and they, they've got a chance. I mean, I think Alabama's really fucking good, and I'd be shocked if they lose. But I picked UCLA to win just for fun, so I'll be rooting for uh, I'll be rooting for the Bruins. That's for sure. That's crazy though, dude. Like, I mean, MSU could have cakewalked to a Sweet 16 with one of their worst teams, uh, like of the last you know decade, two decades or whatever. So yeah, and. It, and yeah, like I, I mean, I just think that like I would bet on, like this hurts me to say it, but I would bet on Izzo in the Sweet 16 more than, you know, I think Nate Oates is really good, but like he's never been to the Sweet 16 before, right? So even when, even though Alabama is obviously way more talented than MSU, I would still would have said like that coaching comes into factor there, right? So. I don't know if they could have, <laughs> it's just kind of crazy how March works. When you look at it from that perspective, right. Of like, what could have been the, all the, all the what ifs. Yeah. Anything can happen. That's why it's the best. That's why it's the best. And also I'll say this. Tell me, tell me how college football is not watching what's going on here every single March. And like, holy shit. Imagine the viewership, imagine the mm-hmm. excitement, imagine all that, like, even with 16 teams, it would be yeah. unbelievable. It'd be incredible. I mean, March Madness is the most, I think, like, obviously around college athletics, more people watch March Madness than do bowl season. Nobody gives a fuck about the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Fuck like, no. Have a fucking January Madness, December Madness, Winter Madness, whatever you want to fucking call it. But if you have... If you put 16 teams in there, I mean, that how fun that would be, especially when you see all these teams where there's upsets, 15-2 upsets. We had fucking UMBC beat whoever two years ago or three years ago. I mean, there's huge upsets. Anybody can win. It's not always the top four teams that are going to fucking match up because maybe a number 10 team could win. You got to come out and play every day. Exactly, man. It would just make it so much more fun, so much entertaining, so much more entertaining. I think the viewership would go way fucking up. 
That's a good question, though. Do you think that, like, I, I always get the impression that basketball is a little bit more dynamic in terms of, like, it's easier for a worse team to upset a better team. But in football, it seems so, like, physically dominating. Like, I don't, it just makes it difficult to picture, you know, a team upsetting Alabama or something. You know, I don't know. So what I'll say about that is in college football, right, we still see upsets happen. They happen, right? There are less games in football, so we do see less upsets, but we do still see them. Mm-hmm. Basketball, there's way more games, so there's way more opportunity for upsets to happen. March Madness, obviously, like, you get the top 64 teams in the country, but some teams may be underranked or overranked based on whatever conference they're in. I mean, I think there's so many different factors that go into why we see more in basketball than we do football, but I think if we were able to get to a 16-team tournament in football, I think we'd see more kind of stuff that we see in March with, with the NCAA tournament. And it'd be, I mean, imagine how fun that would be if we saw a fucking Alabama, even playing like a six, a six ranked team in the country and they fucking lose. <laughs> and Alabama's number one, like that'd be incredible. It'd be a huge upset. I mean, they're only five teams apart from each other, but we're not, we're used to seeing Alabama blow out everybody. I mean, people would love that shit. And to just jump on bandwagons like UMBC or fucking Oral Roberts. Dude, that'd, imagine that'd like, Every single person in the whole country that's not a Bama fan would be rooting for that 16 seed. Exactly. Right? So like, how awesome would that be for that 16 seed to? And and that's, I mean, here's the thing: is that 16 seed is not going to be like a a UMBC because they're still the 16th ranked team in the country. But yeah. it could be a BYU, mm-hmm. right? Like from like Zach Wilson, right? It yeah, could be 100%. a Boise Coastal State. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, like it could be one of those, which would be. Unbelievable. And yes, I'm 100% sure that Coastal Carolina would get absolutely smacked by Alabama by 900 points. But still, that would be the best day of their lives, those kids' lives, to be able to like just be a part of that. Right. And here's what I'll say, too. I'll add on to that. So I think a lot of people will are like, well, it doesn't even matter if you expand the playoff in college football because. It's just going to end up being Clemson and Bama in the final anyway. Yeah, I think that's true in the short term. But here's what happens if you expand the uh, the playoff to 16 teams or something similar or 24 or whatever. I know that like NAI does 24 and it works perfectly. And so here's what happens. Over time, those schools then get way more exposure. And so mm-hmm. guys, the recruiting, they start going there because they don't, they think, oh, well, I don't have to go to Alabama to get into the college football playoff. 100%. I can go to a Michigan. I can go to, you know, a, a, a 10 through 15 type school and mm-hmm. still like have a chance to play for a national championship or play in the postseason or win a championship. And then so over the course of 10, 15, 20 years, it's not going to happen right away, but it creates more parity in college football so that you like those teams have a chance. It's, it's a, a five star now is much more apt to pick a 10 to 20 type ranked school uh, than just for them to keep going to Ohio State, Bama, and Clemson. Kind of like evens the recruiting playing field, so to speak. Yeah, no, th- those are all great points. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's why we see more a more level playing field in college basketball. I mean, it's not always the same team. I mean, it's always like the same group of probably 10 or so teams that are really, really good. 
but you don't see the same team winning the championship every year. You don't see, you know, the same team running through everybody every year. Like there's, there's a group of 10 or more teams that are always really, really good and always have a shot for the title. It's not always like, Oh, it's going to be Clemson, Bama or Ohio state to win it. Right. And it's because like, like you said, bro, I mean, if people, if kids want to play in a college football playoff, they're like, all right, I got to go to Ohio state. I got to go to Bama. I got to go to Clemson. And that's really it. I mean, top three kind of guarantees to get in there. It seems like, right. But if you expand that to 16 teams or 24 it levels, the playing field for 20 more teams out there to get better recruits and guys might be like, Oh, you know, I don't have to go to Bama. Maybe I can get playing time right away. And I still have a chance to win a national title. Let me go there instead. I'd love to see that. That'd be, I mean, it'd be nothing but good for, it'd do nothing but good for college football. Yeah, I think you combine that exposure to those other teams and the chance for the championship, and then you combine that with the actual chance for those upsets. Yeah, they're they're not going to be – I don't think there will be as many upsets in college football as college basketball because of your point, Kalen. In college basketball, you you can be way smaller and still shoot the ball, and if you shoot 70% from three, you'll win, right? In college football – you do have to be like size has a lot to do with it. And the best teams recruit the biggest guys. So there won't but, be, but to that many. point, but to that point with what you said over time, if they do yeah, expand yeah. that playoff, then it, then I think it would, you know, level that playing field a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Here's the other part to it. And I, you know, Bokoye uh, committed to Arizona state. I mean, it couldn't be more obvious that Arizona state is dropping bags on these dudes. hundred percent. Like, whatever like i think everybody does so it's not that big of a deal but it gives in football it gives the opportunity for people other than those top three teams to drop gigantic bags all of a sudden all of a sudden these uh like i don't know a byu or like a coastal carolina's dropping bags on fucking five stars even like honestly even, i'm trying to think of like what's a 15 to 25 type team out there um I don't know. Florida man. State, A and M, Texas A and M. I mean, Texas A and M's probably already doing it, but Mississippi State. I don't know, like yeah, Ole Miss or something, who already was doing it too. But oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just like it, it gives the opportunity, not in a good way, but like that's how Arizona State stays relevant right now, right? So like, Bobby Hurley happen. Bobby Hurley's doing it, and I don't know. That's just how that shit's gonna happen. And so I think too what. What you can see there as well, and this will happen in in all sports, but if you expand that playoff, the whole name, image, likeness thing now takes a whole nother meaning, right? Because now you could say like, there's going to be, there are going to be schools out there that have, that aren't good, but they put together an incredible marketing program for athletes out there to make a shit ton of money off their name, image, likeness, and they are going to skyrocket. So 100%. Oh, yeah. So I, I I think we've said it before in this podcast, but I, I think that's a huge advantage for Michigan in terms of recruiting. you got the biggest alumni base, base in the country, basically, and there are fans everywhere, like – it, there's no reason for Michigan to drop, to like to not take advantage of that and blow it out of the water. But nothing yeah. would be more Michigan than for us to drop the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate us. 
isn't I mean like dude it's just like <laughs> it's fucking stupid I mean I think Michigan's fan base we- alumni base reaches all corners of the fucking world you go to any big city there's a Michigan fucking bar there is a Michigan fucking theme bar any major city in the country and they have that reach and exposure for anything and just to drop a ball and something like that is so fucking bothersome. Think, think about that. Think about just that right there is any of uh, any of Michigan's athletes then can fly to any major city and do a, uh, an appearance and make mm-hmm. a shit ton of money if you set that up. Yeah. I We should start a fucking business on that, actually. <laughs> Straight up. Dude. That's that's surreal, dude. Like, hey, hey, uh, Isaiah Livers, we're gonna fly you out this weekend to Seattle. Show up at a bar. We're gonna pay you ten grand. We're charging, you know, hundred bucks a person to get in for a picture and an autograph, and they get all you can eat. Like, blah blah blah. Like, whatever. I I think that's legit. It's incredible. Dude, take it. I'm writing it this the, down. Take it the next step and consult with the colleges. We'll charge you a hundred million dollars to do this for all your athletes. And now we go. have 20 colleges. You just made like $2 billion. <laughs> <laughs> We're billionaires. Look at this. <laughs> that took us 30 seconds. <laughs> Holy shit. I actually think that's a good idea. I'm writing it down. All right. It, it reminds I, me of, uh, have you guys, have you guys heard of that player's trunk? Yeah, dude, that's sweet. So the one guy, Jason um, Lansing, he was a member at OTF for a month. Oh, really? And um, so I never like I didn't realize it was him until I saw him on Bleacher Report fucking today with doing some like quick interview because he's just he's a team manager and they had the connections and now they're like huge. I mean, they've been in fucking uh, GQ, like Wall Street Journal, all that kind of shit. Like they're all over the place, man. And they're that's what they do. They so sell smart. players apparel for them, give them a cut, and they just take care of the rest of it. Like they're just like, hey, give us your apparel, we'll pay you, then we'll sell it. Like it's genius. These kids it's are so fucking genius, man. And and the thing is too, like like those dudes have so much. So and it's exclusive much. and it's all exclusive apparel. Pretty right? much like, everything. So it's like a no-brainer. Oh man. Yeah. Wait. No, I mean, that's just crazy. All right. I do want to talk about this part though. So the not NCAA property thing. Yeah. Love it. I think I think we should talk about that. I I think it's awesome. First of yeah. all, I think that Isaiah Livers might be the guy who like changes shit for college basketball, and like it's already changing. Um, but slowly, like the whole name image likeness thing still has two years on it. So he's basically just like, nah, we're not waiting. You're about to meet with us right now and change this shit now because these dudes are working. These dudes and girls and and everybody else are working too hard for you to just keep profiting off it. And there's no reason that you can't change that law basically immediately. So I don't know. I just thought it was cool. And I thought. I thought the one thing that I, I thought was kind of badass was when uh, they wrote the letter to Mark Emmert first, and they were like, we need a meeting with you, um, blah, blah, blah. And then Mark Emmert was like, yeah, I'll meet with you after the tournament. We'll meet, like, later on. And they were like, no, you're meeting with us, like, this week. Like, yeah. if you don't meet with us now, we're going to – things are – shit's going to go crazy. 
Well, so. and those kids know too. They're like, now is when like it's all in their face, right? March Madness, NCAA, like everything's like out there. If it if it goes after the tournament, people are gonna forget about it. Hundred percent. It has to be now. As and that's what I love about Michigan. Is. As long as Michigan keeps winning and Livers keeps wearing that shirt, so you get more and more attention. I'd love to see all the players that keep that are in the tournament now, like kind of fucking embrace it and like, you know, wear it when they're warming up or something. Like if you're if you're playing in the game, you know, keep. They need to get it to like get the ball rolling. Because I, lo- I love that he's doing it, but I feel like he's the only one doing it right now. Well, Bohan- it was Bohannon and Geo Baker. Bohannon is on Iowa and, B- and Baker's yeah. on Rutgers. They're both yeah. out, you know? So yeah. it's like, I don't know. You got you either got to convince any- anybody who's in the Final Four or whatever to do it, yeah. or or then it kind of fizzles. Like um, for them, I feel like it'd be huge if they got like Gonzaga on it. Yeah. Like that would be big. Right. And uh, I mean, so he said it. I think he, he said in an interview, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if there were delays to games because of it. Wow. So, like, <laughs> it sounds like these guys are willing to, like, like, uh, hey, we aren't going to we aren't going to go out there and play if you're going to put us off. That'd be kind of crazy, dude. Hey, if they can team up like that, I think that'd be awesome. Everybody support each other. That's huge. Yeah, feel- I love it. How do you guys feel about the argument of like, well, you aren't you like you get your school paid for like that kind of stuff. Like you, you should be, um, you know, you should be feel like privileged to that. You get a scholarship that you get taken care of that. Like you get treated that way. Cause sometimes I will say this, like sometimes I hear that side of the statement, like, Dude, not having coming out of school and not having student loans in this day and age, pretty fucking big, right? Yeah. So I hear that side of the statement, and these guys do, <laughs> these guys and girls do get treated like kings and queens a lot of the time. But I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think. Go ahead, Kellen. Uh, I think there's some validity to that argument. I don't think that it's like total rubbish, you know? Yeah. But I mean. At the end of the day, like, we all know the truth that, like, they're not there to, you know, I'm not here to do school, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever he says. Like, play school. Yeah, I'm not here to play school. <laughs> it's They're there to play sports. And, like, let's call it how it really is. That's that's my opinion. Um, yeah, to piggyback off that, yeah, they're not they're not there to, I mean – you know, there, um, there are plenty of kids out there to, to get an education that's, you know, and there are plenty of athletes that do very well athletically and academically, but nobody's paying. And sorry, like to any other student out there, nobody's paying an engineering student to watch them take a fucking test. Right. Like people are Nerd. paying <laughs> people are paying money <laughs> to sit in a seat to watch these basketball primarily basketball and football players go out into a field and make plays and put their lives on the line. Right. So the fact that they're bringing so much money to a university and to the NCAA, that's why I think that they should be compensated somehow. And they'll, they'll have to, I think there needs to be a system to figure out who gets paid, how much, yada, yada, yada. Is that based off revenue? Is it based off how much money is made for different organizations? But I mean, the amount of money they're bringing in is, is insane. And like, whether it's $10,000, maybe it's not even that much, but that's better than zero, right? I mean, these kids are Dude, literally making college, millions would, of dollars for the university, and you're not getting compensated for it. I mean, you're getting a scholarship to, 
get an education, but a lot of these kids are smart too. I'm sure they're getting a scholarship academically as well. I mean, they it's not yeah. always, always athletically. Yeah. And I think still like to both your points there. Yeah. I think there is some validity to like, it does like, obviously a scholarship is very valuable, right? Incredibly valuable. And there are a lot of guys and girls that would never get into Michigan without that athletic scholarship too. So I think there's value to that part as well, but still for what Isaiah livers has brought into the, into the university of Michigan, a scholarship is a fraction of what the university and the NCAA has made off of. Right. Mm-hmm. A fraction. Yeah. Like if you actually went out there and were like, okay, in terms of advertising dollars and uh, money revenue or TV revenue and like all these things, like, Dude, jersey sales, merch, like all these things. I mean, it's millions and millions of dollars. And yeah, he's, you know, saving what? $200,000 on uh on education for his scholarship. So like $200,000 uh in comparison to 5 mil, let's call it, you know? I don't know. Here's an idea that I just thought of. What if like what if a student athlete could come in and if they're a top tier athlete, like they're like the number one, two, three guy on the team, they can choose to, they would have to pay for school, but they can get paid as well. And then if you're a lot, I think that'd be interesting. So you have, so you have two choices. You can either get your scholarship paid for and you can't make money off of it, or you have to pay for school and then you can make money off of it. So you're basically betting on yourself that you'll make enough money to pay off the school. That's I tough. I, yeah, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think I think it's I mean I think it's pretty interesting. I think for one and done guys, that's a no brainer. Like make money off yourself, right? And then uh takes um, the G League out of it, right? Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it depends how much money they could make, right? Like, we don't really know because we haven't really seen it. Because G League guys, I mean, they're making probably half a mil, yeah. you know? Probably more. Um, Imani will probably make a mil. Yeah. But, like, also, let's say you have a guy, you know, who's one and done going to Duke. You know, I mean, that's a huge, big-name basketball program. They could be making fucking million dollars, you know, just doing random shit. So, I don't know. That's that's tough, man. It's it'd be t- I think it'd be really tough for the guys that are, like, question mark two-year guys, like, guys. Hunter, like like hunter dickinson he could be a one and done possibly but more than likely i think we all expect him to be a two-year guy you know is he somebody who's gonna bet on himself or is he gonna you know take the scholarship and they're getting tough. i think i do think it's tough to put a kid at that age in that position to make that decision but um and that's also why the g league makes it even tougher too because you could always just go to the g league and get paid half a mil Rather than rather than you know kind of betting on yourself and going to college, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I just I I I mean like the whole betting on yourself thing is uh like it it, it comes from that right, mm-hmm. but I think that I don't know that just services both type of student athletes, the star player and the team uh-huh. guy, like the fourth, fifth guy, sixth man, or even beyond, right? So that they're still like, cause I, I just see, like, I see it as the name image likeness thing kind of sucks for a backup offensive lineman. What's mm-hmm. that guy going to do? You know? And so 
I don't know. He would take the scholarship, whereas the quarterback takes the the thing. Um, Another thing that I think would be pretty cool with that too is let's say there is a big name guy who takes the money instead of the scholarship. I'm going to assume that frees up scholarship money for the rest of the players that can't do that. Right. So that could be beneficial to a lot of fucking people if it goes that route or if that ever does become an option. This is why Michigan should be taking advantage of it, right? It enables you to basically have better better players because the guys that you guys that elect to bet on themselves who are really good you don't mm-hmm. have to offer them a scholarship so you can then use that scholarship to recruit guys who are maybe on the cusp yeah yeah i like it 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah i don't know i mean they're definitely so see so like i think there would be horror stories out of that where mm-hmm. guy like top five-star recruits Blow his blow his his ACL in game three of his freshman year, right? And then he bet on himself. Now he's fucked for life. Yeah. Right. Literally the rest. I mean, that's like sad to say, but like literally, he's he's probably not in great shape for the rest of his life um, because now he has to pay for school completely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I don't know. They're they're definitely. I don't know. That was just a thought I just had. It just <laughs> it's like, an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. But, yeah, obviously, I think, like what you just said, I think I don't think it could actually be an option just because of that reason. Like, shit like that could happen. But, I mean, I still think it possibly could because you're you're not going to see that happen all the time. But I think every now and again you might see something like that where a kid gets screwed over. But also I think maybe the, you know, the team would be able to take care of him at that point. A scholarship maybe frees up and. You know, they get him on there. Well, I think I also think about a guy like Jace Howard, right? Mm. Who Jace Howard hasn't played a single a single minute essentially, like he has, right? But yeah, he, he doesn't get any PT. He's still super popular and would probably make money off of name, image, likeness. You know, yeah. he would make money off an appearance or off of like cameo or. TikTok, Adrian Nunez would be Adrian fucking Nunez. millionaire, dude. Yeah, he'd be loaded. Like, legit. How pissed would you be if you were Adrian Nunez, uh, like right now? I mean, if dude. I was him, I'd fucking quit basketball. <laughs> actually, that's actually make some money. Like, that's actually a good point. I mean, what? He's a junior and he doesn't really get any significant playing time. Dude, I would go to the. I mean, NBA. obviously, it'd be hard to it'd be hard to sacrifice, you know, being on that team, right? With I mean, he's got a bomb falls players. I get all that. But you know, if yeah, it, you got to make a be like, business decision, you could, dude, you true. could. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? You could quit the team and still live with them here and make TikToks. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it, it. Yes. I mean, especially for him, like he, I don't even know how many followers he has on TikTok, but it's not a small has, amount. I know that. He has almost a mil. I mean, yeah, he could be making crazy money stuff off that right now if he wanted to. I don't even know how you make money on TikTok. You just have followers, I think. You get yeah. part you get to be and part just, of this like creator fund thing. So like they pay you for making you know, for getting enough likes and getting enough uh And they can do like sponsorships and ads and shit. Yeah. Just like Instagram and Twitter, I think. Basically. You just become an influencer. Yeah. I wanted to touch on one more thing on the NCAA before we hop off here, which is the men's versus women's stuff um, with the mm. weight rules. It's fucked. Dude, like, it's just, 
to me, I mean, it is 100% fucked. But to me, it's like, how dumb can you be, NCAA? I mean, I just want to know, like, I want to interview the people who set that shit up and be like, hey, what do you think was going to happen here? (laughs) Right. Like, it was one weight rack that, like, honestly, a decent amount of people in America have that in their own home. I can go to Meyer and get that for a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, that's true. legit. It's a fucking joke. Oh my gosh. Well, I love, I love that that one girl, whoever called it out, put it on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. She was like, yeah, they responded and said, you know, we didn't have enough room to. Uh, and then they, then they, and then literally it's a wide open fucking <laughs> warehouse, like just as much room as a men's weight. I mean, NCAA just literally, they didn't even take it seriously. That's the fucked part. And. uh I mean, hopefully now it makes makes some room for change. I mean, I'm just like, I want to talk to those people to be like, dude, like none of you that were planning and setting this up, none of you thought like, man, I feel like this isn't enough. I feel right. like this may be a bad PR look for us. Like, that's Especially what I now always, with social media and everything, like social media has been around forever and you can't fucking be smarter than that to put fucking tiny ass dumbbell rack. Like, you watch every single team, men's, women's, of any sport, the first thing that they do when they walk into any arena or any place, every single one of them has got their phone out, you know, like, doing the whole thing. Like, you have to know that, right? So that's what my my question always is because, like, I don't trust that anybody's a good person and does anything out of good faith anymore. They do it out of, like, oh, what's this? how's this going to affect our business? How's this going to affect, like, what's in it for me? What are the optics of this? Like, how is it going to affect everything? So, like, you're telling me that means I that I see it as like not only are you a bad person, but you're bad at your job. Like, you you're bad Very at bad. the PR part where you can't figure it out that this is going to look bad. So, it's just like, and then they like the uh, whoever that lady was from the NCAA. She like got on there and was like some heartfelt message like we fell short blah 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 like i know that she's not the one like she's definitely not the one that's setting that shit up so whatever but like dude you gotta be better you just gotta Gotta reconcile that shit just those uh, it's just those continuous i in in the world of sports in the world in this world in general when people fuck up it's the it's the half-assed apologies that I'm just like. I'd rather you just didn't even apologize at that point, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's brutal. The half-assed apologies just make you look fucking stupid. All right, so Michigan plays. Let's see, women's what we said Saturday at three, and yeah, then men Sunday at five, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so all right, that that makes. I mean. What more can we ask for, honestly? We're in the end of March, and we got Michigan something. Uh, uh, Michigan women's basketball and Michigan men's basketball, both days of a weekend. You can't ask for much more there. That's great. You know what I was saying, too, it, to my friend the other day? I was like, as bad as November's have been for Michigan fans, March's have been out for It's an amazing month for us. November's are like the, I mean, nothing's worse than November as a Michigan fan. 
You go, it's depressing because winter's coming and like th- it's shit's getting cold, it's dark, and then you just know Michigan's going to lose to Ohio State by 175 points. Yeah. And, you know, there's all this, and then we're going to talk about should Harbaugh be fired. And, like, that's it's just like the worst time for anybody. Be strapped in for four months. Up comes March. All of a sudden, Juwan's making those backwards half court shots. There oh, yeah, go. baby. Get you in the mood. I mean, you have to think like, well, here's the thing. So they've had the this run of four consecutive Sweet 16s. Throw a Big Ten, uh, you know, championship in there. Throw multiple Big Ten tournament championships in there uh, from John Beeline, and then like, then you add on the number one freaking class in the country, dude. Hard not to be excited. Basketball Basketball school. school. So it's pretty sweet. I think we just got to like relish in it. Even if Michigan loses this game, it's pretty sick, dude. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We're all, we're all along for the ride, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Well, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube uh and uh we'll let's see hopefully we have another we can do another podcast on i don't know monday tuesday early next week talk about a win talk about the elite eight so is is it because usually it's so is it sunday tuesday because usually it's usually they would play still they'd play i don't know Usually they'd play Thursday, Friday still, the Sweet 16 games, and then Saturday, Sunday, the, the final or the Elite Eight games. I want to say that... Um, what the fuck is going on with this bracket? Honestly? I want to say it's, it's yeah, Sweet 16 includes the Elite Eight, so it's like two games in three days, and then Final Four, and then Hold the weekend on. after that's championship. What date is the 30th? Of March? Tuesday? Yeah, it's like next week on Tuesday. Yeah, so Elite Eight is, yeah, Tuesday. And then Final Four is the week after. Oh, yeah, so Final Four is Saturday the 3rd. And then April 5th, Monday, two days later, the championship. Uh, Yep. What a crock of shit. I love it, man. Makes my Mondays more exciting. Yeah, but I'm trying to get black out. You've got you've got Final Four, Saturday the third. Well, we gotta fucking make but, it. Okay, there. but 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 also Championship Mondays. What's up with that? That's so stupid. Like between the Super Bowl on a Sunday and the National Championship on a Monday. Like, come on, dude. For basketball and football, come on, just schedule it to the week after. Put it on a Saturday, and make everybody happy. Yeah, way I mean, more I, money. Bars are they, making more money. All that shit. Well, I think that they love the viewership on a Monday because there's no chance like anybody will go out, right? Like, not no chance, but you know what I mean. I'm, yes. I'm on Monday before. I'm still gonna go out. Fucking get wasted on the game, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just like this whole. Th- I don't. I don't know why they did the the whole schedule like this, but whatever. It's all fucked. All right, so we're taking it day by day, though. We got Saturday at three, Sunday at five, and then let's go. So. All right. 
We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, and go blue. Go blue. Go blue.